Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NBA Top Shot Weekly Tip-Off Show, brought to you by OTMNFT.com. My name is TJ Lasik. I'm one of the co-founders here at Own the Moment, and this is episode 56 of the podcast. This is the show we bring you all the news and information you need heading into this week in NBA Top Shot. And as always, we've got a sleeveless man tonight, Mr. Justin Herzig. Justin, where'd your sleeves go? You look like producer Coop. I'm always making fun of Coop for not wearing sleeves, but uh, you know, after we, we decided we wanted to rock the jerseys from this past weekend because um, they are fire jerseys. Miami Vice, bring it all back, and uh, no, I can't complain. Yes, yes, we've got a, a special guest with us tonight in Mr. John Bachman, our very own OTM analyst who was crushing it in Miami this weekend as part of the FanDuel Live Final. So that's that's the jersey that they're wearing. They, they are not actually Space Jam jerseys, unfortunately, oh, God, but yeah. probably the next oh, best man. thing. Bach, what's going on? No, I'm, I wish I came to you much richer than I do today, but uh, we had a great time. Uh, got to got to see Justin down in Miami and got to uh, got to talk to a bunch of really really sharp people about DFS, but about NFTs and and I feel like learned a lot for the Top Shot space as well as had a great time. Awesome. So many people wanted to talk about NFTs and Top Shot because we rocked the OTM shirts and such. And uh, then there was one person that we'll get into that's just not feeling NFTs. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give the little teaser, but uh, Darren Fox wasn't feeling it. That's what, that's what I heard. Definitely interested to hear more about that and more about the trip in general, just to set the stage. For tonight, we're going to talk through Justin and Bach's Miami experience. We're, of course, going to talk about the rare pack drop that's coming on Wednesday. The And then there were four pack and the, the tiered queue system that we're going to see for the first time. We're then also going to talk through this NFT value theorem that we have been in the lab developing and was tweeted out earlier today, as well as a, one of our, our partners, ASICs, that launched or announced that they will be launching their NFTs later this week. So we will get into all of that good stuff. And of course, at the end, the underdog weekly pick them where we will see if producer Coop can finally get himself out of the doghouse and into the green. But uh, don't get your hopes up, people. <laughs> all right. So what? Uh, let's. I guess Bach. Let's let's start with how you arrived in Miami. Let's uh, tell the people a little bit about your DFS season and how you ended up qualifying for the FanDuel final. And then I want to hear, hear what it was like. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, been, been playing a lot of NBA DFS this year was probably doing that some before top shot, but as top shot took off and I found myself more into the NBA, learning more, researching more, playing more DFS, both helped me with that. And then also, you know, made me better at top shot and being good at top shot, maybe better NBA DFS. So um, as part of that, was able to uh, qualify in one of the kind of hundred person qualifiers, win the hundred person qualifier for a seat in Miami. So, you know, that comes with uh, this is the FanDuel's first trip since COVID uh, started. So we, we had kind of the live in-person trip and the, you know, uh, FanDuel showing off uh, all the all the money they can show off uh, on, on the, the group, as well as a single game NBA DFS contest, which is a super bizarre thing for a live final, but, uh, but it was definitely fun. Yeah. You gotta be just hanging on every rebound, every assist, every, every point, <laughs> literally every play matters. Yeah, I played every some, some play. NBA single game back in my day. And I, I remember the, the late night sweats for sure. And it, it Justin, how did you end up there with Bach? 
it would have been better if it was a game at least too. Like the fact yeah. that it was just kind of a blowout for most of it kind of made it an anticlimactic ending. We can get into it. Um, but no, for me, um, just shout out to FanDuel um, because this was box kind of first live final and they knew that I'm down in Florida and they were like, Hey, we, you know, if you're down, come and uh, give a nice surprise to Bachman or, we'll, you know, include you on all the festivities and such. And, you know, FanDuel, fantastic hosts, great weekend. Um, and, uh, yeah, got a chance to watch Buster Rhymes do a little concert in the rain on the top of a yacht and, uh, then a little Q and a with De'Aaron Fox and getting some pictures talking about NFTs and it was, it was just a great weekend, but I will say also Bach, uh, Bach made me go out last night. Like I'm no longer in my twenties. I'm old. I had to drive four hours this morning. I'm in like that, you know, the day after the Vegas trip, like you're always just in that, like, it's like haze and stuff. Okay. And, you know, you're walking into room, like doors and stuff it's just not good but uh i'm here and i'm putting a face on <laughs> yeah made um, him go out last night it was like 11 o'clock i mean come on. it started a lot gatorade yeah right what was me to be fair what we did not do but like i feel like almost everyone else did is at one point went to 11 which 11 is the new kind of club to go to in Miami where like half of it is a strip club and half of it's like a club club. Um, and I'm not going to throw out names, but we talked to someone who at seven 30, they went to leave the club. It was bright out and they were like, Oh hell no. So they went back in and they bought another table and bought more bottles. And then they left at 10 30. <laughs> I, I am proud of whoever that person is. Yeah, that was our, that, that's a 24 year old. That's uh, that's loving the 24 year old lifestyle. Once upon a time, once upon a time. All right. So you said there was some NFT talk. What was the general consensus on NFTs? And we got to hear what our man DeAndre Fox said, because apparently he's not not super high. On NFTs, huh? You just pulled a me, Darren Fox, DeAndre. You're already doing DeAndre, your best ball. Oh you're doing God. your best ball drafts. You're ridiculous right now. You're pulling a me. Uh, that is a you move right there. I'm not even the one that's on my my hangover day. I'm I'm fresh and ready to go. <laughs> uh, no, I mean overall. So I think from the OTM, it was just a lot of people of either inquisitive and then wanting to learn more about it, and then like I'd say for the most part, people actually even the ones who don't know it all in the moment was like knew what NFTs were. Not only in the top shop, but like outside, just around the hotel and stuff. Random people stopping us and asking, and then like those conversations going. And then within the actual FanDuel and stuff, I mean, it seems like everybody obviously knows. Um, probably not as much, uh, not as much of like a overlap of like people who are heavily into it. Like we know the ones, like we saw Awesome and Alex Baker stuff, so we talked a lot about it there. Uh, but it was really, a lot of people were just interested, like in the long term of the NFTs, just like where we see things going, what we're kind of, you know, what, where we're making bets and such, and just good conversations. And I'll let Bach talk about the Darren Fox. Yeah, I mean, so we, uh, so Darren was on the boat for like a, a live Q and A with Lisa Kearney, and um, you know, in classic, uh, classic Justin fashion, we we made sure we were at the front of the line so we could, you know, swoop in and get a picture with him. And uh, Justin, Justin asked him, you know, like we because we did a little research. We're like, we know the Kings are a super NFT heavy company, right? They've got like five players on that like certified ballers list, and Darren isn't one of them. We asked Darren, like. Hey man, what's what's going on? Like, why aren't you into why aren't you into Top Shot? And he basically was like, "I don't believe in that at all. I give like Harrison and Tyrese a hard time about it. Uh, I think it's I, I think it's all like like ridiculous." I, a, I wouldn't even collect a card. I ain't collecting yeah, I, anything. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
And then he was talking so he's about not like, coming on the podcast. He's not coming on the podcast. <laughs> talk about NFTs. Not now. Not yet. Um, but then he was like, yeah, these guys are just like sitting in the locker room, like geeking out over pack drops and stuff and all these packs. And, oh, I don't even get it. Yeah. And I think he said about Halliburton, he's like, yeah, do you know Halliburton was born, born in like the 2000s? Like, these are kids. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's it's really young. Granted, Darren Fox is only, I think, probably like 25, but still. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, Anything else about the, the weekend? About the you not get a chance Top to Shots ask off? Austa about NFTs, but I'm sure that would have gone really well. Yeah, um, that would have gone great, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, um, he, did, uh, he did play in the rain, though. He gave a very eloquent toast. It was great. He, uh, he can still spit. Like he's, oh, yeah. he still had that speed and that pace that like, when you think of like, you know, nineties Busta Rhymes, um, it, his body's taken somewhere. He's definitely older. I mean, that's what happens 20 years, 30 years later, but, uh, no, nah, he still got it. He's spitting. He put a hundred percent out there. It was fun. It was a good time. Love yeah, it. He, did his, he did his look at me now verse and I thought it was pretty much on point. So yeah. <laughs> TJ, maybe we can get a wrap off of you doing Busta or something. You know, oh like, yeah, now right. we're talking yeah. me yeah. versus Busta. Let's see who can who can take that down. Rapping about Top Shot movies. There you go. That'd be fun. Ah. Also, quite a few uh, eleven comments in the chat. I guess that says a little bit about our our target, target <laughs> audience here. Yeah, I didn't make it there. Another time. Another lifetime. Oh, yes, another lifetime. But All right. the lady who won the uh, the the final said that you know on stage she said we're going to eleven tonight so you know let's go there's, there's a little bit of everyone yeah yeah first female live final winner in uh, Fanduel history which is great that's that cool. awesome yeah did you guys get a chance was she you got a chance to talk with her she in NFTs at all we had talked I had at least talked to her once or twice earlier in the trip just because there were only I don't know. 50, 60 of the probably, you know, contestants there. So like with small stuff, um, didn't talk to her afterwards or anything, but uh, she's in pretty, seemed pretty sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Shout out to her for the win. All right. I think we can move on because we have ourselves a, a pack drop coming up on Wednesday and we've got a little, little something that we haven't seen before. So let's go ahead. I'm going to share this little mock up here. So Wednesday, rare pack drop, and then there were four moments from the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. There's going to be 6,000 packs total, but for the first time, we are going to see a tiered queue system where there are three different queues that each have a different collector score requirement. Uh, and then in these packs, you'll get the one rare moment, two playoff moments, and then three base moments for six moments total. And $79 cost. So first thing I'll ask is thoughts on the, the tiered system. I feel like we had been kind of hinted at this for a little bit on, what was it, Thursday night last week. We saw the stress test, which was uh, testing out the new system, being able to have three different queues. And the also the way it works is that if you are eligible for the first priority queue and you do not get a pack, you then get a chance to hop into the second one, hop into the third one so that you have three shots at it. But uh, Justin, I guess I'll just get your your overall thoughts here on the direction this is headed. 
Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's just another step in the direction of collector score is important and finding ways to kind of reward the people who are very active and collectors on the site. Um, I think this is something we will you know, continue to see going forward, um, whether or not, you know, how they kind of adjust the collector score and things like that will continue to kind of stay, uh, you know, flexible. But I think we're going to see these multiple ones. And I'm excited to see like what it is for the upcoming legendary one as well. Um, as for the amount of people qualifying and things like that. So when these initially came out, Top Shot released a blog that said like how many people qualify for each. Um, I believe it was around 6,000 qualified for the top one or the, you know, the, the best one. Um, I think it was around 25,000 maybe something around that. I don't remember um, something around that for the second one. And then you have, you know, multiple hundred plus thousand for the third. Uh, since then, it has definitely changed because I think we're seeing more than 10,000 people now qualifying for the um, for the CS score of 10K. So that now chances of getting a one drop down to about 20% if everyone kind of shows up there. Um, so I'd be interested just to know like what their goals for each were because I'm sure they discussed that is what percent chance do we want to actually qualify? And uh, if it does lead to more activity on the platform to for people to kind of increase their collection and kind of keep going, I think that's not a bad thing. Um, we've, you know, TJ, you and Neil have put in some fantastic effort on the site to actually help people see what the collector score, um, you know, um, best ways to increase your collector score are through the team sets, through the series sets, um, such like that. And so I think like that's a great tool. And I know we're going to continue to improve and evolve that as well. Uh, but overall, I think it's a positive. Um, I would like to probably see. I'm trying to think like, I don't know. I'm just really curious what their intent is for like what that goal is for what percent should qualify or, you know, how many the bonuses, with the the bonuses really yeah. skew things like because Neil and I have been looking a lot at collector score stuff. And the bonuses, I mean, you can like double your collector score via the bonuses. And we're still at that point where if you have the nine lives lounge bonus, it, you're automatically qualified. Right. So I'm curious long term, like what the play with the bonuses will be. I, I think it's fine in the short term, but maybe over time we'll see fewer bonuses and more of just the, the pure collector score focus. But yeah, I think without the bonuses, it would be a completely different percentage of people eligible, especially for the 10K plus. Yeah, well, I mean, like, and so two things I want to put all in the chat. First is James is who goes like, hey, best guess for legendary. And the truth is the actual number doesn't matter because if you say, okay, well, this was 10,000, but if you don't have this collector score where it's, you know, um, you know it, the bonuses, then 10,000 is a very different thing. So yeah, it could be 15K, it could be 20K, but what matters is how do people get the points to actually get there? Um, I care more about how many do I think will qualify for the top tier of the legendary. And uh, I think 10,000 is too much uh, for that top tier, especially because there's going to be a lot fewer packs too. So I think they'll probably try to aim for, maybe you only have 5,000 will qualify for that top one, maybe 15, 20 for that second and so forth. That's, I think, what will be most interesting going forward. And the second was... Um, like, uh, all right, so Caleb was asking, do we think this is EV plus? Um, I, I don't know. 
Um, I, I think yes, probably. I, I think yes. But like, is it the smash home run that we had with the MGLEs with the throwback prices and such with the hollow icon as well? Like, obviously not. Um, but I think at $79, I think you're still getting the playoff moments. Um, it'd be interesting to see which playoff moments those are, um, whether or not they're like first round, second round, third round, or I guess there's not third round because those have all been given out. So it'll probably be primarily second round. Yeah. We don't have the info yet of exactly what moments are in this pack. Maybe we'll get that visibility before Wednesday, maybe not. But like, I think we had talked about this before too. It definitely brings down the, the potential just due to the nature of the the teams that are left versus if it was like Lakers versus Nets and then you've got Durant, Harden, LeBron, you know, it's a uh, fewer premium players are up for sale, but uh, yeah, I, I think it'll still be slightly plus, but agreed. It's not a complete slam dunk. Bach, what are your thoughts here? Slash, what are your thoughts on the, the finals in general? Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to see the tiered system. I think that it'll be, you know, to the question about like, what does legendary look like? It'll be a really interesting balancing act of giving people the, the, you know, giving new users the sense they have a chance at getting it and, you know, and making these available to people who've been here for a while. I think given where we are, you know, the bias is still going to skew to making these easier to obtain for the people who've been here for a while, but I think that has to start to change over time if you're going to attract, you know, massive amounts of new users. Um, but I'm excited to see them try it here and, you know, learn from it uh, relatively low. The overall, like the actual NBA finals, um, I think have been super fun. Uh, Milwaukee taking the game last night. Uh, wish it wasn't a blowout, but, you know, Good to see them fight back. And, you know, I'd love to see seven games because it's just more basketball we get to watch. So, Yeah, so everybody will be getting in getting in line for packs on Wednesday. Hoping for the best here. I'll be in yeah, so you won along with Justin. Ryan's, Ryan's giving some good numbers in chat, like talking about how many moments are in circulation. And so if these are correct, mm. it looks like round one, there's still about 2,000 that are not out there. Round two are four, only 400. Round three, only 800. Um, there's 6,000 packs. That means that'd be 12,000. So I don't know where these are coming from, these playoff moments, unless they're new moments or I'm, I'm confused. I don't know. I haven't looked into this, but it, where are those 12,000 playoff moments coming from? Hmm. That doesn't make sense unless these are new moments. Yeah, we'd have to. To look at those numbers. I oh, oh, oh! Are they are they conference finals playoff moments? But from that's last no, because no, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm confused. I'm not sure. But those, that's what was dropped in the last pack, right? Round three, round right. three conference finals are the same thing. Right. Uh, here's someone saying new first round. I'm not sure. Um, like, I'm going to look into this and uh, we'll, we'll put something either in Discord or something because um, I don't understand. I'm, I'm a little confused here. I, I, I blame the Bachman. I blame the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Justin was too busy in Miami. He wasn't in the lab crunching numbers like he typically would have been. But we were, we were crunching numbers on Space Jam. And this is very, a very scientific 
ranking that we put out. <laughs> a lot, a ton of thought went into this. All the numbers. I, this is what Justin does his weekend after. He's just <laughs> okay. You're like, explain. Give me one second. No, 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 no. Because because I'm. This oh, you want to go back time. to that stuff? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Caleb okay. is explaining, and that makes sense. Yeah. So there's two thousand, pretty much two thousand playoff moments per person for that round one that have not been distributed. And so that's where a ton of these are going to be. There's a whole bunch of round one moments. Mm -hmm. These are going to be the round one player moments of those. So yeah, if you have all those round one players, we only need 12,000 that are going to be in these packs. That makes sense. Coming out easy. Okay. Now let's go to the more fun space. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I also see someone here asking for the discord link. I mean, uh, actually I'll just pop the link in here too. Just pop the link in the chat if you want to sign up for the Discord. Go ahead and do so, and uh, we'll get you guys in there. And now we will talk about Space Jam NFT. So this just kind of came out of nowhere today, correct? It was at least the first time that I had seen it. Yeah. So, no, I, I know. Yeah. Talk through I it, Justin. I don't. I don't really think many people knew much about it. Um, I, I personally didn't. Um, it. I mean, well done in their part. Yeah, I know. Uh, well done on their part from like a viral aspect. Um, so a first off Space Jam first tweet. I mean, your first one, you sign up for an account and you get a free NFT. So love the engagement there gets everyone excited. You then share something on Twitter. You're getting a second one. So that obviously led to this going viral where everyone was just posting that you get that second one. And then to get a third, they did two things. One only two ninety nine, So extremely cheap price point. Pretty much everyone's doing it. Now you're connected to your credit card. You're buying an NFT. That's a great, you know, easy experience. Uh, and them limiting it to say you can only buy one every 24 hours now creates a level of FOMO. So people are definitely buying it now and they're probably coming back tomorrow and keep coming back um, over for the next 14 days until they eventually sell them all out slash give them all out. Um, and then in 14 days, we have the ability to actually buy, sell, trade these on the Nifty site. So uh, without a doubt, this was a great customer acquisition uh, move by um, you know Nifty. Granted, from a technical sense, it was an absolute nightmare today. Um, and uh, I think like people spent, I know I spent at least an hour or two uh, just continually going through trying to get it all set up. There are still, yeah, as James Helton just said, there's still 30K remaining. Um, if you haven't done it, um, I think Google Space Jam NFTs, you'll find it. Um, and uh, we can put a link in the chat too. But uh, it, it's hopefully the tech has gotten better. It was definitely a nightmare throughout the day. Just I can't even tell you what was wrong with it. Just things weren't working. Um, but once you got it, it was pretty cool. Here we go. Did you guys get any? Space Jam. No, I didn't, but I just Googled. Space Jam NFTs per your recommendation, and now I can can click and get my free. I'm not going to do it on stream because yeah. chances are it'll <laughs> fail. But uh, I had looked at it earlier. I just haven't pulled the trigger yet. But I'll definitely be be looking to snag some. Nice. Yeah, I was Amazing. waiting until I was waiting until everyone told me all the tech issues were uh, solved, and I could do it later. I mean, the truth is, though, if the tech issues are solved, like then the, the NFTs are going to be gone in a second. Like the sweat equity is what's allowing you to actually get these. And uh, it, you, everyone who's done it has put in some form of sweat equity, some form of, I know people have spent four or five hours trying to get it, I heard it's all on Twitter. Um, and so maybe uh, maybe it's all part of the design. It wouldn't be a brand new NFT project without some sort of technical snafu. 
as we've seen in the early days of Top Shot with our, our Zed Run horsies, et cetera, et cetera. Free NFTs are going to break a site. <laughs> um, good deal. But yeah, we put out some fun rankings. We ranked some cartoon characters. I think the top three, uh, you know, I think LeBron's going to be in his own tier. I think Bugs and Lola, you know, you got that next level tier. Daffy's probably got the most kind of name brand beyond that. We then get a little crazy because we now have a double action here, Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. So I think that adds a little value. But the weird one is there's also Roadrunner by itself. So because that split, and there's not Wiley Coyote by himself. So because that split, does that make the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote actually more rare because there's fewer of them compared to the others? Like they're not the you know most popular characters, but when you get a double action, you get like the, the his and her going on. Plus the mm. extra rarity, like that's got to add some value. Tweety, just a personal fan favorite for a lot of people. Like people connect with Tweety, just the voice, the fluttering. Like, come on, how can you not like Tweety? And really, below that, it's it's tough because uh, a lot of people are hating that Tasmanian Devil was so low. But like, he's a he's a love hate kind of guy, and he just kind of not a team player. When you got Tasmanian Devil on your team, and we'll see what happens to Space Jam too. But like. I don't know how you build a team around Tasmanian Devil. Like, <laughs> a lot of dynamics here. And once the movie comes out, you know these rankings are going to change because whoever has that, you know, that game winner, whoever has that big chase down block, like, there's going to be some elements in the game that are going to impact here, and that's where we're going to have to start getting some projections going as the movie comes out. Maybe we'll get some real life tweeting, some real time tweeting uh, updating. Uh, we got to see the movie now. For sure. oh, God. <laughs> what percentage of people it, getting it, the it, NFT are going to watch it? Can we stream? We're going to do an in-depth, an in-depth movie review of Space Jam 2 I, on the podcast. Can we stream ourselves watching it and just real-time adjusting the rankings? Like, we're going to need a, yeah, a, a, a watch, rewatchable where's, or whatever. Where's yeah. Bill Murray? Yeah, I wish we had Bill. I mean, Bill was just a, a staple in the original Space Jam. He would have been, he would probably have been right up in that, that second tier with Bugs and Lola. Oh, well, if Bill had his own, he could. I think he goes number one. I think yeah, Bill, over LeBron. I th- well, because LeBron, you got other well, NFTs. Michael. Yeah, yeah. but like you got other NFTs of LeBron. So like, come on. But like, this might be Bill Murray's only NFTs. If you got Space Jam NFTs of Bill, um, and talk talk about a guy that you can build a team around. I mean, the way he would move the ball. Like he just true. he's just one of those guys that makes everyone around him better. Plus, he falls into our old guy's strategy. Oh, so, yeah. like, right. you know, He's you're tight. not getting a longer career out of him. Like, you got to capitalize before he retires. No, there's not a Bill Murray, but we wish. Maybe in the round, Always maybe in the next grinding. Round. Always grinding. <laughs> so good. So good. Shout out to the last king. Hit the like button. If you're, if you're in the chat watching the stream, go ahead and hit that like button. Shout out to the guy who said that we are looking like we are intoxicated with uh, smoking marijuana. I mean, I'm not, uh, I won't speak to the latter, but the first part, the Gatorade and the recovery of the weekend. It is recovery day. um, I guarantee you Bachman had a rehab drink this morning. Every day. (laughs) Um. Bill Murray's right. being held for the Cool Cats completers. Yeah, maybe there's some challenges. Oh, imagine some challenges with these shows. <laughs> who's the Who's going to be the challenge reward? Bill Murray would definitely be a great challenge reward. Ah, yeah, the, there you go. That's that's a good idea. All right, 
enough of the space jams and shifting to a, a, a much oh, more gosh. dense topic. I can't believe that this is the <laughs> night that, that you're going to speak about this, Justin. Are we sure we don't want to postpone this for Wednesday night when you're fully recovered? Ah. Because uh, dropping some knowledge in a Twitter thread earlier today. Yeah, and, no. Uh, but I mean, we do want to talk through this, and then we also want to talk through our our friends over at Asics. So I'll, uh, I'll kick it to you to start this off. Let's, let's do it. Um, you want to pull up the formula from a Twitter thread, and we can just put it, put it on the screen, yeah. and I'll talk through. Um, so a little background here. Um, you know, we've, you know, you've heard us in this show in the past talking about all of these, you know, NFT avatar projects and all these other NFT projects. And, you know, we obviously love Top Shot, um, but we think this is a lot larger space than just Top Shot. Uh, and so what we really wanted to do is understand, like, what factors, uh, you know, impact the value of an NFT. Um, and so within a project, I think it's a lot more unique on what, you know, impacts yours because avatar projects, maybe it's around like rarities and stuff, top shot, you know, there's different features within different projects that impact the individual NFT value. So we didn't really want to get into that because that's just kind of built into that game, I'd say. We want to know more the larger aspect of like successful NFT projects. Um, and so what impacts that? So we did analysis of over 100 NFT projects, um, actually found like three or 400 actual NFT projects. Um, but some of them, there's just not that much information out there. So we tried to use ones that we were able to do a decent amount of analysis on. And we came up with what we, you know, we're calling it the NFT value theorem. Um, we feel that this kind of does the best job to personify what goes into and what kind of uh, impacts that value. So the formula at the most basic level is speculative value times the uh, sum of digital value and utility. And so the reason why, it, you know, it's not just like adding them all together or multiplying them all together uh, is the speculative value is the most important part here. Uh, we want to make sure that that does get some additional emphasis. And then the second is you think about what do you actually need as part of a project? So we believe from everything we've seen is that you need to have some form of speculative value. Um, if you don't believe it's going to be, if no one believes if whatever is not going to be worth anything tomorrow and that goes to zero, the whole formula goes to zero. One example here is let's say you were building an NFT on a private blockchain um, that was going to be decommissioned and completely shut down tomorrow. You have no way to access this NFT. You have no way to own the NFT. You have no way to even see this NFT. So like, obviously that now is worthless. And so that's where if you put speculative value, if you would believe the future value tomorrow is zero, the whole formula goes to zero. But the others, the digital value and the utility, um, if either of those are zero, well, you still have the other, you still have a formula, there still can be value. And so from a purely definition, you can go through the thread. Uh, we gave the actual definitions. We've gave some ideas of how you can actually make this up. Um, really interesting. Like we got some interesting feedback from it. And like um, Veerman was talking about like from a from an art side, like maybe if, uh, you know, maybe you buy something without the idea that you're going to sell it and such. And maybe there's an exception. Um, but what we've seen from all from our analysis of all the projects is that there has to be that belief and that there's going to be future value for the projects to hold it. And uh, there probably will be some, you know, projects that are outliers that kind of, uh, you know, go, go against. But I think for the most part, you know, I think this is pretty helpful. And uh, as, as you start thinking about from a consumer wise and a collector of NFTs, I think this also can help understand like, okay, is this something that I feel is going to be successful and something I want to collect or invest in long term? And uh, so take a look at the um, take a look at the definitions. You can better idea of what each of these mean. 
And I think it should, uh, you know, and obviously helps when we work with some of these brands and companies and for them to have their NFT launches, uh, but also from a collector wise to evaluate where you see whether or not a project you think is going to be successful. Yeah, I think it's it's good stuff. It makes a lot of sense. Agree with everything that you say there. I think that, you know, and what we've started to see with a lot of the project is that utility aspect. I feel like early on, it, there was kind of just digital value in that equation. And then as we've seen more and more projects, there there's a lot more utility being involved with them, whether that's a, a real life experience that goes along with it or, you know, some sort of like speculative utility, etc. So yeah, virtual and, and stuff, the utility was, was great. And so, yeah, we got the physical, we got the virtual utility and then you had that speculative and the speculative one is we have not seen that much, but um, it's, you know, I think one of my favorites going forward because it adds a bit of a strategy aspect. And what we mean by speculative value is let's say um, what well, we, you know, you have some football teams, you have some uh, basketball teams like wizards and caps are doing it. Like maybe a team releases some NFTs, and uh, if that team, you know, if you own one of their NFTs and that team wins the championship next year, maybe they say, hey, all of our NFT owners will also receive a championship trophy NFT the following year. That now adds that speculative utility in there as well. Um, and I think that's going something we're going to continue to see uh, being, you know, um, leveraged and built into projects more often. Love that. Cool. And, and yeah, so I'm, I'm reading real quick. Um, yeah. So like there are lots of components that go into each of those like speculative value. I think I listed like seven or eight different things that can impact speculative value. Like, does this have a roadmap? How clear is that roadmap? How much, you know, it, you know is it actually articulated with just, you know, step-by-step -step? it's the roadmap. Oh, we're going to create a discord or like, is the roadmap. Okay. We're going to be doing this project. We're going to incorporate it into the metaverse. We're going to X, Y, Z. Like there's lots of things double clicking, triple clicking into each of those inputs um, to better kind of uh, you know, understand what, what um, on the success of that. Love it. Love it, love it. As Barry says in the chat, that was like when the teacher captivates the class and everyone pays attention. Dropping some knowledge. <laughs> I think internally our team was really exciting to see it come together because yeah. you just have so much of this analysis and just picking on different pieces from all those various projects. And then we kind of eventually just had that aha moment of like how it all fits together. And there are some other factors that probably, you know, there are some factors that may have an input, but like this was a, I don't even want to say 80 20, like 95, five, like 95% of projects, this is what it comes down to. There's always going to be some outliers and such, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, but for that overall large theorem, I think this makes sense. So Justin, how do you envision this like impacting how you invest going forward or what's the support going forward? Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of it was like circular where like, okay, when we see projects are successful, so roadmaps an example, the ones that have had roadmaps are the ones that people have more confidence in the future. Therefore, it has more of that speculative value, more confidence in it going forward. So if I'm going to go into a project, I want to know, okay, what does that roadmap look like? But also the other things that we mentioned that go into that speculative value, the community aspect, the de development, the actual team that's launching it. Do they have any large partners? All of these things are what I'm looking for to increase my confidence and either the speculative, I mean, the speculative value, the digital value, or that utility. Um, and uh, like, 
we'll jump into the ASICs, one that I think is an awesome project and great to see. And, uh, you know, through our conversations with them, uh, we really tried to help them tease out some of these areas for how they can, you know, improve, um, you know, how they can kind of make sure that they're really showing because they've told us they are in this for the long haul. They want this to be the very beginning. And uh, so we'll try to kind of help them build that out um, for the project. I think we're getting some background noise. Is it from me, Bachman, Teach? I don't know. Yeah, Bachman. Bach, culprit. <laughs> some sort of some sort of feedback coming from you. It's you got a fan in there? Sure. It's, it's hot in Richmond. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. Even with the sleeves off, man. All right. So, uh, so yeah, J Justin touched on it, but wanted to to talk through these ASICs NFTs that are going to be dropping this week. So one of the, the things that we're doing as a, a part of Own the Moment is, is starting to work with some brands on helping them bring their projects to life. And the, the ASICs team had come to us that they actually had a, a really, really strong project. We feel they're going to be launching two sets of nine NFTs. They're going to be all going through an auction starting later this week on Thursday. They'll be live for a couple of days, closing a week from today, next Monday. And there's nine that are slash 20s and then nine that are the, the gold edition one of one of ones. And uh, yeah, I mean, throughout this process, just had a, a lot of conversations with the ASICs team. And I believe this is the, the first digital shoe launch that, that we are seeing. I, was always something that we had talked about that we, we figured that we would see eventually just given the nature of the shoe collectibles i know that there are are some sneaker heads out there that are, are super into the idea of collecting physical shoes and so it was kind of only a matter of time before that process moved digital and asics is, is kind of leading the way here with this launch i'll, I'll show their website as well because you can see a, a better feel for the nfts because they move and all of that but yeah, Justin, do you have anything to, to add to the work with ASICs here? Yeah, no, I love it. And uh, yeah, we've definitely seen some uh, other NFT shoes have a lot of success. Uh, I think this is the first from like a major, major brand. And yeah. uh, I'll read the quote from their head of business development in the press release that was saying, uh, while we're excited to drop the world's first digital shoe release from a major sporting its company, uh, this is only the beginning and coming together with some of the most creative and forward thinking digital artists in the world through our new artist in residence program, our long-term vision is to push the boundaries of digital goods to inspire physical activity. And this comes from a lot of the conversations we had with them where they really want to make this a long-term investment um, into the NFT space and ASICs, you know, this is something they're continuing to be. So A, you can actually use these in the metaverse. They're giving you the 3D, um, the 3D file to actually, when you have your metaverse character, you can wear them. Um, you have the ability to, um, Okay, yeah, the funds, so all their, anything they make off this is reinvested into their artist in residence program where they're trying to work with some of the top you know, NFT digital artists to actually create more NFTs. This is what they want, that kind of long-term project. And um, I think if these weren't auctions, they would sell out immediately, just like we've seen all the other kind of NFTs for the first, the Genesis, because people, people believe those are going to have continued value long-term um, because they're all auctions. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I know I personally um, am go going to get involved just because I think they're really cool and like I want the, I want the flip flops um, as a Florida boy. I, but, I like um, the I like the flip flops the most too. Those were the ones that caught my eye. I was also that? showing to these my, to my girlfriend. She she didn't get it, but uh, I was like, you don't want this digital flip flop. She wasn't super into it, but 
I love the flip flop. And then I think the gel light is their most common, um, their most popular, like actual sneakerhead valuable one. So I think those, it'll be interesting because you'll we'll see the prices in real time for how much, you know, where the demand is through the auction and such. Um, but I think like that gel light, because there's already a collector's market for it with a, the Asics visual shoes, I think that's going to be a really popular one too. Yeah. And I mean, definitely. A lot of a lot of scarcity here, right? Like not not a ton of these available. The gold ones, all one of ones. Curious to see how the the auction goes versus you know a, an open market system. But uh, we'll we'll definitely be keeping an eye on it over the coming days. And if anyone is interested, you guys can head over to OpenSea, check out the Asics website, learn more about it. But as Justin said, this is you know they're they're planning for this to be the first of a longer term strategy where they're kind of going across their mission of inspiring physical activity through the the digital world through digital collectibles so i think this is just the start and going to be fun to watch how they continue to, to evolve the brand over time yep definitely. cool cool all righty i think it's i think it's underdog pick'em time what do you guys say? I had, they were difficult to pick this week. Um, first off, I was oh, hoping Coop was actually going to find and get rid of his bagel or his egg, but I guess uh, you kind of teased that he likely didn't. <laughs> well, let's find out. So we did have a week off in between, but two weeks ago we had Andy on the show. And you know what? Andy schooled us while he was on air and continued to school us after air because he took home the victory. As you will see, three of the four were in the green, and Producer Coop <laughs> continues to do the impossible with the only person in the red, minus 2.38% for our boy Jokic. Congrats, Producer Coop. I, like, I'd be curious that if your goal was to – like maybe you should start trying to pick ones that you think are going to go down, and then you might just start smashing on the upside because – it's it's impressive at this point because we are let's see well how many weeks in yeah Whew. we're ten weeks in you got stone goose and I just it makes it easier because I don't have to update the slide I can just keep that goose egg on sitting there <laughs> saves me about five seconds every week. Oh, Coop, he can't, even start... his, can't even get his picture on the slide yet. <laughs> nope, he had his picture at one point. Then I went the goose egg after like three weeks or four weeks when he had zero. And then it just, I mean, he's got to earn his, his way back to get the face there. I like this. The egg should keep getting bigger. Eventually <laughs> just take up the whole screen. Oh, poor, poor producer Coop. Come on, people. Got to help producer Coop out by whatever moment he puts there just for his, his mental sanity. But shout out to Andy with, uh, a, a team hodl favorite, DeAndre Ayton. I don't know if you guys saw it. Like he uh, quote tweeted over the Space Jam one and was saying that. who did, He compared someone to the DeAndre Ayton. That's just undervalued. Might have been Taz. Maybe maybe Taz. I don't know. But one of those, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, Andy probably benefited from the two-week thing because that, uh, yeah. DeAndre Ayton kept going with the with the finals and such. But, uh, you know, sharp play by him to uh, pick a player that's, you know, you know, the Suns doing so well. Sharp, sharp, sharp. And let's move on to this week. So producer Coop going back. Carmelo Anthony. 
And I think his words were like, I don't know, maybe he retires, question mark. I think that was his explanation. So as you guys can see, he's putting in a ton of thought. And I think Cooper's taking long, he's taking longer to make his picks now because I think he's so nervous that it's just it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like when you're, you got the, he's got the yips. He's got the underdog pick him yips. And he's standing. <laughs> Coop, if we start counting down, like Giannis shooting free throws to make your decision, like maybe if we just ask you ready and we're just going to go one, two, three, and like maybe you can just pull something out of your app. Yeah. Oh, man. Justin, Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. Um, you know, Bucks doing Bucks did well last night. Uh, want to pick someone who I thought from a value wise at slash 1000. Um, I actually think we're starting to see like a comparative value for some of these slash 1000s where you still have like a high amount that is owned. Um, cause I think you just, people make assumptions that, oh, the slash 1000s, you know, are all, um, yeah, you know, there's so much circulation out there, but I think like for this Middleton, it's only it's still like 82% already out there. Um, and so when you're comparing his prices and market cap to others, uh, I think it's just a strong value and, uh, especially, and he has the opportunity to kind of put together a couple, you know, a good game or two this week. I'm going with the other side, our boy, Devin Booker here, the young buck going to take down the bucks, get himself that, that championship dub. And, you know, we we're, we're loyalists at OTM to Devin Booker dating all the way back to our. OG Cosmic purchase. And uh, yeah, I'm just trying to ride the finals wave here, hoping that the Suns can can close things out and Devin Booker will see his moments going up as a result. Bach. Yeah, I went a little off the board here. I went with Dame. Uh, my thought was twofold. One, if the finals end in five, then all the finals utility is going to be out of the system by the time that you know we take the next screenshot. And I think the moment the finals end, everyone's focus turns to Dame and just like, what the hell is he going to do next year? What's going on with his situation? So I'm uh, kind of a curveball, but I, I think there's a decent chance finals ends in five. And I think, you know, the, as soon as that happens, all we're going to be talking about is where's Dame Willard next year. Like it. I would love to uh, see him in Philly, by the way. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, but <laughs> That's yeah, like our pipe, great, that's but... our pipe that's our mega mega pipe dream in Philly. We're always like, oh, we should just get Dame. Like, oh yeah, that'd be yeah. Let's just do <laughs> <Sure>. that. <laughs> Easy enough. Uh, and yeah, I see over under like no one picked Jalen Smith. Has to be series one. Uh, so we've removed. Uh, so there you guys. You can see it's only an S one based moment. If we started allowing S two, there's too many games, utility challenge aspects to that would uh, have price fluctuations. So uh, that's why we're going more for just kind of those S1s. And it doesn't have to be a top shot debut, but uh, a lot of us use those. Wow. Coop, the people are helping you out. Carmelo looks like a great buy. <laughs> wow. Coop just getting some this, friends to shill in the chat. May, I love it. I love this it. This may become the moment that producer Coop is considered an influencer. <laughs> oh, just <dude>. had, <laughs> Barry with the real sharp take. Oh, this is like the, my favorite bit of the of the show now. I love it's, it. It's only a bit it, like it was a bit like to begin with. Now it's just real. Like no, yeah, it's just real. It's what, true. We have, we've had ten. He's zero for ten. He's zero for ten. He's zero for ten. That's why I said it's impressive. It's pretty pretty impressive. We'll see if he can uh, how the next couple weeks go. 
as the season wraps up and if producer Coop can can get himself on the board. All and right, gentlemen. That Coop has to read all the chat because he's typing in the names for the upcoming wheel that we're going to be gifting moments. And so he's just got people trolling him as he types their names into the wheel. Like, oh, it's just all the troll. Poor guy. Tough spot. Every yeah, there goes. Racing Barry from the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shall we? Who's going to open a pack? Bach, what's your pack situation? I got a couple. I got a I got a nice right. playoff uh, release too. Oh, let's do it. Playoff pack. I think yeah, Justin and I are both tapped out of playoffs. Or, or did one. we just get one? Did we yeah, just we get got, one? We just got. We got the round three from end of last. Oh month. yeah. Let's, uh, let's yeah, do, we'll do mine stuff. anyways. I'm on yeah. here. For, I'm on here less than you guys. Yeah. Let's do Bach. We'll, we'll do more around <laughs> All right. Let me uh, let me let me share. All right, let's see who comes out of their woodworks talk, talking for the first time so they can get themselves on the wheel. <laughs> I like it. Uh, and then, yeah, I think these are – this is a good music that starts off, and then we can mute it afterwards. Yeah, perfect. You guys see? Let me add it to the stream for you. There you go. All right. Coop, we ready? All Coop's, right. Yeah. Let's do it. There we go, we can hear it. I think this is Buster, right? Yeah. Okay, we All right, so we're starting off. We got uh what's it three six two eight one Murray DeJounte. All right, all right. Uh, we're all going right. down the list. Yeah, oh. 21 six. Devin Booker. Oh, yeah. Solid round Booker. one playoff moment. Oh, that's, like that's, that's got to be – that's a good one. Yeah, yeah it's a good one. Good Devin Booker. I wish I'd opened it before they took that sun snapshot, win some finals tickets, you know? Ooh, championship, yeah. championship badge upside. Uh, did any of you guys get entries? How many you got? They sent an I'm email if sure. you had entries. Okay. Oh, uh, we got a THT. THT. We got the LeBron assist. Yeah. yeah, such a sick pass. Yeah, how's this not a LeBron moment? Because they need one for we had two. we had one last week that we opened that was also a sick LeBron. Like they just that was the best because they zoomed yeah. in on LeBron afterwards too. After. Like, <sighs> we were talking about how if it was just called a LeBron James assist instead, it would be right. worth a completely different amount. Here we go. Shake. We got more shake. Shake. Yeah, I think I already have this one. All right. So there's your. Uh, this is your round two playoff one. Yep. Yeah. All right, and what? Ooh, Zion! I like it. God, that's a such a monster dunk. Yeah, it's a solid pack. Booker, Zion, yeah. LeBron assist. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, perfect. What are you feeling here, Bach? I I think I'll have to look back at it. I think THT was on the uh, the team that won me my fantasy finals entry. So. I'm pretty sure he was, which means I think, you know, that's that's an omen. That's a sign. I like it. it. I like it. it. All right. I'll, uh, I'll open one, Teach. Yeah, go for it. And then I'll do okay. one Wednesday. Okay, cool. Let's go. All right, so we're going to do the round three. Got him going. 
Starting with some music. All right, here we go. We'll start in the middle. All right, one, five, two, two. We got a Monty Morris. So this would be the round one playoff moment. Okay. Love it. Look at that. I like it. Uh, 4,099. Isaac Bonga. Okay, another round one, I guess. Yeah, another round one. Throws it down. I have not seen this moment. I like it. I like it. Okay. Top shot debut. Oh, okay. So not the playoff one. That's just top shot debut. Makes sense. And here we go. Seven, three, eight, zero. We got a round two playoff moment. All right. Gallinari did not get one of the round threes. I think we were saying you had about a 60% mm. chance to get uh, one of the round three. So unfortunately I did not. I, um, I will keep the top shot debut and uh, I'm going to gift both of the, both of the Dan, uh, Gallinari and the Monty Morris playoff moments. So uh, let's do the Gallinari. We'll go to chat after the chat um, to the comments afterwards on YouTube, and we'll do the Monty Morris in the chat for today. Sounds great. All right, let's pass it over to uh, Monte. Get that wheel. Monte is in the challenge, current challenge as well. Damn, but I can't gift it yet. Oh, that's right. We We're really got to get, get this. Uh, I know, I know. We're trying. We're trying to get uh, some some whitelist access. But um, all right, some pretty decent odds here for the people in chat tonight. <laughs> yeah, you, you should sell them. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> all right. Shall what are we, we do first? It? Start off with the THT from Bachman. Let's do it. Mr. Get him to the finals, THT, LeBron assist. Spin that wheel. And, oh, that's hilarious. It's to Barry. 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 Coop is like just breaking <laughs> stuff behind the scenes, literally just throwing stuff. Just wow. I think that proves that the, the way to win the wheel is to, to chirp Coop mercilessly oh, in the chat. They're just going to be <laughs> chirping Coop nonstop. <laughs> oh. There you go, Barry. Congratulations on the THT. Barry, make sure you DM us your uh, Top Shot username, and we'll gift that you next week. Um, people from last week, I will gift those later tonight or tomorrow. Uh, now that we've hit the seven days, but I just wanted to throw it out there. Congrats, uh, Barry. Okay. And so uh, one more time. I forgot which one are we doing here. Is this the Monty or is this the Gallinari? <laughs> He took it off. He put it back on. Coop's got integrity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what, are we doing one for now, I mean, one for later? Yeah, I forgot which one I yeah. said back and forth, but um, we'll do. Right. I think you said Monte now and the okay. other one later. Okay, I like it. So this is for Monte Morris. Coop, spin that wheel. And as it's spinning, so people who are watching afterwards, 
just put your Top Shot username in the comments on YouTube. Anyone who's watching now, come back a little. And wow, this is the third Siberian time. is always winning. He's been, I mean, when you come to every show, your odds are pretty That's good. True. Congratulations, true. Siberian. Uh, I do not need your Top Shot username because we already have it. Congratulations. Well done. Well done. Congrats, Siberian. Just a, just a crusher. But yeah, like you said, you're grinding. You're putting in the work. All deserved. There you go. It's math. Hi. Speaking of grinding, I think I need to go back in the lab. I think I need to do some film study on some Toon Squad. Um, I heard there's some high school clips out there that may, uh, may, may increase, you know, change some of the value spectrum there. Um, if you guys have any sources, if you've heard any tips or something, maybe you got some minutes projections, please feel free to shoot them over to OTM. If you, uh, if you think we're a little high or low on one of our tunes, we definitely want to get some community input. So please give us a shout out. We, uh, we need all the inputs we can for these rankings. Serious, yes. serious business. Top, here. top, top priority clearly at this point. Bach, any last words for the people? I think this LeBron guy might be pretty good, Justin. So just keep an eye on him. I mean, he's no Bill Murray, but uh, <laughs> also, also they, uh, they they didn't misspell LeBron, but they only capitalized the L. And uh, really, yeah, it's yeah, interesting. Maybe they can change it though. Like, uh, oh, man. like whether it's a UI thing or actually on the blockchain, I don't know. But all right, guys, thanks everyone for joining us yet again. We're gonna call it for this evening. We'll be back on Wednesday for the strategy show and we will talk to you then. So on behalf of Justin Bach and producer group behind the scenes, I'm TJ Lasig. We'll see you guys next time.